Hello, Texans. Welcome to the program. It's episode two, season 12 of Texans Radio. Texans All Access, Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you in the Hyundai Texans Radio studio right here at NRG Stadium, which is transforming into Rodeo Stadium, but always home of your Texans. (laughs) Johnny, many Texans working out. They've started this. It's not the off-season workout program officially, but a lot of guys just like to work out here. Yeah, absolutely. I would. So Mike Eubanks is working out the guys, yep. and they're throwing the medicine balls against the wall today. They're doing that thing. I keep thinking they're going to w- knock the wall down eventually. That's happened. Not the wall being knocked down. What? Like a brick getting knocked loose or yes. something? Yes. I, I can't. Don't quote me on the year. But I remember walking by going, man, what happened there? Oh, uh, yeah, medicine ball throws. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. They yeah. did that? Yeah. You know, they they No truth to the-, the rumor it was Wolf Fork, but I don't know. Could have been. Could have been. So, for those who don't know, they take the medicine balls and they heave them into the wall. Right. And they twist and it's, pivot. Yeah, it's and, torque and hips and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you get the core on. muscles or whatever. Yeah. But those balls, those medicine balls, are flying against the wall. I'll mm-hmm. just stop now. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's do this. We promised we'd do it. We talked quarterbacks in the draft last night. That's going to be a recurring theme throughout the entire offseason up until the draft, right? Interesting. And then what happens to those guys? Yeah, right. And we talked about it last night. You had Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Will Levis, one, two, three, with Anthony Richardson, four, as far as the quarterback rankings go, right? Yes. Have that right? Hook, yeah, Hooker close five. Uh, Hooker's going to be five. Jake Hayner six. Those are my six. Okay. And Jake is from Fresno State, Fresno correct? State. All right, so Fresno six State. Six foot, 200 pounds. He can sling it. He's boy, he's fun. I, I I really I I just I want to see him get a shot in the NFL, and I wouldn't mind seeing it here. All right, so he's a Senior Bowl guy, right? Right. So he, was he the MVP of that game? Or he something? was the MVP of the game. He was also the, I I thought he was MVP of the week, and I've said this before about the Senior Bowl. Much as I love the Senior Bowl, whenever you get to team periods, it turns into a cluster mm-hmm. bleep because mm-hmm. you have quarterbacks taking center exchanges. And they've been in gun the the whole their whole career. Mm-hmm. Cadence is different. Balls are flying everywhere. I mean, the offense does nothing, especially in the passing game, because now these quarterbacks are trying to figure out where the receivers are going. You're you're playing pretty scaled down stuff defensively. There's just nothing there. Guys are just taking checkdowns, and it's checkdown Charlie Olympics. Hayner got in there, and it was not that. He was dealing, and it wasn't always perfect. He missed a couple of deep balls. But when he got in there, the offense and the passing game in particular actually worked and actually moved the ball. And he actually took some shots in the intermediate areas. He ripped a couple. Max Duggan ripped a couple of throws. Going back and watching practice um, after, you know, last week, Max made some really good throws. And he's kind of built like Jake is. But I think Jake has got better throwing acumen than Max does. But the offense actually moved. It worked. I was like, wow, I so rarely have seen that at the Senior Bowl. And that was when Hayner would get under center or in the shotgun or whatever it is. So he's a guy, and that's not just that. He's got plenty of talent, and I've seen it at Fresno State. But to see that at the Senior Bowl, that's pretty impressive. Because I've seen Josh Allen, I've seen Baker Mayfield, I've seen every quarterback, Dak Prescott, I've seen them all go to the Senior Bowl. And it all looks horrible the first day. And a lot of them, it's the second day. Hayner, it looks solid throughout. And I think that's something that obviously once you got to the game, he throws the only touchdown or accounts for the only touchdown, and he ends up being the MVP. I think a lot of teams have already looked at Jake Hayner, and they're now the rest of the public is saying, oh, man, what about Jake Hayner? Oh, yeah. Jake Hayner was in my two, 2021 Harris 100. 
Because you thought he was coming out. I thought he was coming out. I thought he was coming out. So he's, I can feel it already. He's one of those guys. He's going to climb the draft boards, stock up. Of course, these draft boards are all people who really aren't in NFL stadiums. Correct. Except for you. You are in an NFL stadium. But your draft board is not necessarily the same as Nick Casario's I have said this many, many times. I said it the other night uh, when I was talking to, to Figgy and Ryan. I purposely do not ask them and by them, I mean over the years, whether it's Bill O'Brien, Brian Gain, Rick Smith, all I do not ask them about prospects. Yeah. At all. Yeah, because that, not that at all. way you stay you and they right. stay them and it doesn't So if I write something line. if I write something right or wrong when I'm right or wrong, whatever, it's my opinion. I haven't gotten right. it from them and they repurposed it. I haven't seen something and they're like, Oh, I told you about that. No, 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 no. Yeah. These are all these eyes and this mind doing it. It's the only way to do what we do here. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. Yeah. By the way, Nick Casario on the show tomorrow, six o'clock. Nick Casario, general it. manager of your Houston Texans. And also we will give away another H E B gift card tonight. Ooh. How about that? Give away another H E B gift card within the next 20, 25 minutes. So remind me to do that. Please. Okay. All right. Because right. uh, last night you didn't actually. Actually, you did early on. So I'll give you some I did credit the for that. Proverbial, I'm supposed to remind you of it, and then yeah. I forgot. You brought up Fresno State, and it's interesting because a guy who went to mm-hmm. Fresno State, Derek Carr, could be in play in the quarterback carousel. And it's Ooh. time to spin the wheel, oh, Johnny. All right, let's go. Where are they going? I'm going to let you kind of drive this thing. All okay. right. So you tell me, because we do this every year. So let me, here's what we'll do. I'll spin the wheel, Mm -hmm. see what NFL team it lands on, Mm -hmm. and we will figure out who the quarterback will be for that team in 2023 and potentially beyond. All right. So if we had one of those wheel spinning things. No, we do. We do? Go ahead. Okay, spin the wheel. All right. There it is. Okay. The New (laughs) York Giants. The New York Giants. I know everybody wants to talk about the Jets. Let's go New York Giants. We'll right. start there because that one's kind of easy. Well, Daniel Jones is a free agent to be. He's a free agent to be. Now, since they didn't pick up the fifth year, they cannot franchise him, That's right? That's correct. They don't get that privilege of franchising the guy. And they're mm-hmm. probably thinking, darn it. Because it would be nice to have one more year to make sure that what you saw that you liked mm-hmm. is actually going to stick. Correct. Do they offer him a long-term deal, or do they do they spin the wheel and take a chance on a free agent or a draft choice? I'm going to say they're going to offer him a deal. Daniel Jones stays in New York. I think that's true, too. I think Daniel Jones stays in New York. All right, spin the wheel. And, and he knows that – Daniel Jones, by the way, knows that he's not going to get bank-breaking money anywhere in this right. league. But it's not going to be that cheap right. because there are a lot of teams that are looking for quarterbacks, and he could possibly find something. Okay, now the next one I'm going to ask you about mm-hmm. – my assumption is it's a draft pick. You can say draft pick if you want. Okay. You don't have to tell me who the draft pick is. All right. You can tell me draft pick if you want. Or a free agent. agent. Okay. If it's a free agent, try and pin it down. Okay? All right. Spin the wheel. And the Indianapolis Colts have a new coach as of today. It's Shane Steichen, who is the Indianapolis Colts quarterback in 2023. Matt Ryan. Just kidding. <laughs> Ellinger, no. You can't go into the season with Ellinger. You, you just can't, can't no. do it. Mm-mm. No. I wonder if they saw something they liked. Well, who knows what Steichen is thinking? Right. You know, and Chris Ballard obviously has a big opinion on this. I wonder if they saw enough where they think, let's draft a guy and maybe at four and have them fight it out. Or maybe we draft a guy in the second round and have them hmm. fight it out. Maybe we don't have to 
pick one that high. Yeah. Or maybe, how about this? Everyone's assuming the Colts, not everyone, a yeah. lot of people assume the Colts are going to move up to number one, try to anyway with the Bears, and take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud right there. What about the Colts trading down? Ah, mm. not a bad oh. thought there. They trade down and pick up Richardson or somebody like that or your guy from Fresno State, and then they have Ellinger and him fight it out with maybe another Nick Foles-type veteran mm. in the mix. I'm going to say, though, I'm going to say they draft a guy. I'm going to say the Colts are going to draft a quarterback. I think it's got to be a draft pick. Had they not done the Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan the old holy, guy, the old guy, Trinity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy Trinity of quarterbacking. I think they might have taken a shot on Derek Carr. I could see that, but ironically, Sam Ellinger might fit with what Sean, St uh, with Shane Steichen was doing with the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. Mm. Sam might fit that, but I, I don't know. I can't, I can't say. I think it's a draft pick too. You bring up an interesting point about trading down. Yes. Here's the problem, though. Knowing that there are four guys, here's what I could see them doing. And I think it's interesting at this point to look at who are the free agents at quarterback. There's Lamar Jackson, mm -hmm. Daniel Jones, right? Tom Brady retired. Geno Smith is a free agent. Jacoby Brissett is a free agent. Now, the Colts, mm -hmm. I don't think, go back into those waters. Nope. Jimmy Garoppolo, mm -hmm. uh, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Mike White with the Jets, Teddy Bridgewater, Andy Dalton. I bring those guys up. Because I think your plan about maybe trading down might be something. The funny thing is, there are like Rick Smith when he was here as a GM, he was seemingly always a trade down guy. So in 2017, everybody's like, "Well, we trade up. We trade." I'm like, man, he's a trade down guy. Like you get labeled like you're yeah. a trade down guy. You're you know you're a traits guy. Like Ballard's a traits guy. He traded up one spot to get Will Fuller. Yeah, I mean, but exactly. I get what you're saying. Right, For right. the most part. For the most part throughout yeah. his career, he's a trade-down guy. And then all of a sudden, boom, traded up, went and got Sean Watson. Ballard is a traits guy, but he's made he's made deals before. He's not he's not scared to do it. I mean, he gave up a first for the fourth Buckner, but he's going to do it. And this is the thing. He's going to do it for a guy with some traits. So if for some reason Will Levis ended up falling down a little bit in the draft, and you know maybe well, they might get him at number four. I don't I don't know. He Ballard's a traits guy. I'll see how that that jives with Shane Steichen. But I do think it's a draft pick in Indianapolis. All right, let's spin. Wait, wait, it. hang on. Before okay. you spin, okay. you mentioned the free agent quarterbacks. Did you say Derek Carr? Well, mm. as of today, he is. Yeah. So today he is. My free agent list doesn't have him because I yeah. got this from no, a week ago. I got you. So Derek Carr. You wonder what that's gonna command on the open market mm -hmm. but i just want to add him to this list yeah, right yeah, yeah. Here we gotta have him as, in the as list. we continue to look forward and let me ask you this guys available through trade mm -hmm. do you have baker on this list too yeah by the baker's way? a free agent okay. all right are either of the 49ers i'm assuming purdy is not but is trey lance going to be available via trade i don't know what the 49ers do because the last that i read about brock purdy was that he tore his ucl that's an injury that happens in baseball. Mm -hmm. And guys go out and get Tommy John surgery. And so the last I read, he was having Tommy John surgery, which would shelve him for all of 2023. Now, I, I've i seen that, but I, I don't I've, know if, I don't I know if six that's... six months. Where, why do I have six months on the brain? I don't know. M maybe it is six months. I thought initially it was six months, but then I saw it was Tommy John. So I don't know. Either way. How about them, though? Back-to-back -back off seasons with your quarterback, uh, your starter... 
has this injury that's not going to get better. It's one thing to have the quarterback injured, but it's so great when they can be back for training camp and maybe OTAs. That'd be great for whatever franchise we're talking about here. Back-to-back off-seasons where the guy's not ready for camp. Yeah. That's what? awful or barely ready at okay. best. So if you're the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, yeah. you're going to have to do something because Garoppolo is free agent. Josh Johnson's a free agent. And he was well, he was there on. as a no. He's not going. No, 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 I no, mean, no. He's, yeah. But my my point being, you need if somebody. Trey Lance is coming back, mm-hmm. but he's not ready. Purdy's not going to be ready. Is what are you not, doing wait, in the offseason? Is Trey Lance not going to be ready for opening day? Or no, I think Trey, no, no, no. I think Trey Lance would be ready for opening day. But what do you do in OTAs in minicamp? You'll get a guy. You'll get a guy. They'll get a couple of guys. I don't know. They'll get the Shanahan type quarterback going. So you're going to use those OTAs and minicamps with just a guy? I mean, I don't know. I, that's a great question. They've been through a lot at that position. Okay, no let doubt. me let me throw one at you. All right, go ahead. Let me throw one at you. One year, thirty million dollars. Derek Carr for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, curious to know what they really think. You know, it. it they have the money, I would suppose, mm-hmm. to spend at that position because Lance is a high draft pick. Garoppolo's gone, not on your books anymore. Right. Purdy's Mr. Irrelevant. I don't know what the cap space situation is, but let's just put all that aside. Do they like him enough to do that? In that offense, mm-hmm. I would think he would thrive. I would think he would thrive. Exactly. I'm wondering what they're thinking here about, yeah, yeah. about that. Absolutely. I'm wondering if that's on the brain here. And look, I'm sure they talk about all possibilities here. What about this guy? What about that guy? I mean, you'd be crazy not to, right? I mean, I'm just looking at the list. I'm looking at the list of free agent quarterbacks. Now, one of them is Nick Mullins, and he had some success in San Francisco. I would imagine that Nick Mullins goes back out to San Francisco as a failsafe. As, mm-hmm. as just, he's a guy that knows it. Best nickname in the history of quarterbacks, Mall Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mall Santa. <laughs> uh, I like it. Um, I would think he goes back out to San Francisco. C.J. Beathard has been out there. I think they'll find a guy. I just, I, I mean, if I'm a if I'm a 49er, I'm looking around going, man. Cost me an NFC Championship game in 21 because Jimmy doesn't do anything. 22, I lose all my quarterbacks, and I can't do anything in Philadelphia because I've got to play a guy with a torn UCL at quarterback in the yep. second half. He can't throw it five yards. I mean, you got to feel almost snake-bitten in some sense because that team is built to win a Super Bowl yesterday. Mm. And they just have no luck at quarterback. Yeah. And they're going to, whatever they do, they're going to load up with three guys who could possibly play. Absolutely. They're going to load up. Mm-hmm. They've learned the hard way. And I think all teams need to learn this too that you better be confident that your backup can do something. There's no doubt. It'd be interesting to go through all 32 teams and find one or find any of them where the, where the starter played all 17 games. And there are probably some. There, there are probably some, yeah. but. I, that's probably a, a short I mean, look, and small list. Look at the Chiefs themselves here. Well, I mean, Mahomes. Henny had to come into that divisional playoff round and save him. It's miraculous. 98-yard drive. Yeah, you come back into the game like Mahomes did. The, uh, that was impressive. Backup quarterback, I know it, it gets talked about now, and for good reason. Yep. Because if you don't have a guy to step in for a week, a two, a week, two, maybe more, forget it. Spin and the wheel again. To your point, I will. Last thing. To your point, what do you always say about Drafting a quarterback. Get two. 
Late in, late in a draft, draft a young one. Yep. Draft, draft a Bailey Zappi, draft a Kirk Cousins, draft somebody. Brock could, Purdy is exactly that guy. Exactly. He's exactly that draft guy. Draft your TJ Yates, somebody who could do something, a wild card, a Willie Beeman, whoever. Spin it. All right. All right. Here we go. We're going back to the AFC South with the Tennessee Fighting Titans. Who is starting quarterback 2023? Now, this might be a – who's quarterback week one? Who's quarterback week 18? That might be a different answer altogether. They're getting somebody. They're going to go out and get a quarterback, okay. Johnny. Who? Well, okay. Free agent, draft pick. They pick 11th. I don't think they draft somebody. Here's the thing. Malik Willis – any hope at all they've seen something have they seen enough to make a determination you hate to see that little and write a guy off right but there's no way they've seen enough to say that's our guy we right. know that right but are they thinking well you know what with another offseason in the system tim kelly let's see what we could do with him he might flourish but we're definitely not putting our eggs in that basket correct no Tannehill. you would assume you would assume they got to move on from that. Yeah, I think I think they move could on. You from imagine Tannehill. if they could you imagine if the Texans, Titans, and Colts all draft hey. quarterbacks and we're all in that boat together? If I'm Tennessee, this is this is the thing that this is what would bother me about Malik Willis for Malik Willis's case uh, for his case. They drafted him in the third round, knowing full well there's project written all over him. Yeah. Project written all over. I mean, you know, people are like, well, Davis Mills is dropped. Yeah, Davis wasn't scheduled to start. He yeah. just had to go start game three because Tyrod got hurt. Oh, well, game two at the he half. Started, had to yeah, come right. in. Yeah. He came in in game two, starting game three. So if Malik Willis is drafted and the thought is, well, we got to give you time to develop, and then he goes out on a field and he's nowhere near the development stage and you make your assessment on that, that ain't right. That's, that's not right. So to me, and I'm not saying you're doing things just to be right. Sometimes quarterbacks will show you, oh, that was the wrong move. Mm. But this is a guy with a ton of talent. You can find you can find something, I think, with Malik Willis. He's not your starter right now. So let me present to you, if Ryan Tannehill is gone and they get rid of Taylor Luan, now they do have to sign Jeffrey Simmons. Do they have money to do Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson? Now, Lamar Jackson, you got to go draft picks. But Derek Carr in Nashville. Mm. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like it for the Texans. I don't want Derek Carr hurting me. For the Titans, that could be a nice fit. I know. Potentially. It could be be a nice fit for them. Derek Carr is going to get signed by somebody. Mm -hmm. He is going to be a coveted quarterback. It's not like he's going to break the bank or something like that. But he's definitely going to get a deal. And somebody's going to say, you know, Derek Carr is our guy for the next two, three years. We'll see where it takes us. And maybe we're developing a young guy as we nurture Derek Carr into our offense. Let me ask you about Jimmy Garoppolo. Because whoever, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be available. Mm -hmm. Anybody can sign him. He'll be a free agent. But whoever signs him knows the history. So what kind of team signs Jimmy knowing that he'll probably get hurt at some point? And, you know, we're just talking about your backup's got to play. But you got to have a good backup because you might lose him for the season in week five. You could be humming along like, oh, my gosh, we're off to a tremendous start, and it's all working well with Jimmy G. And the Titans are that kind of team, Johnny. They still have Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. They still have names we know. Jimmy G would look pretty good in a Titans uniform, but he gets hurt in week six. 
is it Malik Willis or is it somebody else you're going to put in that quarterback? I don't think they're the type of team to do that. I think it would be much more of a car type acquisition mm-hmm. for them where yep. you feel more confident that he's going to right. stay healthy, even though a really great playoff opportunity for him in 2016, it was blown because he got hurt in the final game or yep. second to last, whatever it was. I think it would be a good fit for them. I just don't want to see it. in. Let the me division. give you a spot for Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. And I, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo would accept this. But to me, I think Garoppolo showed when he came back this year, he still got a little something. But I still think he's sort of in prove-it mode. I think teams that want an established guy are not looking at Jimmy Garoppolo going, I'm totally convinced. But let me give you a spot, and it's actually in their own division. Because you got to bridge the gap between the beginning of the year and probably week 9, week 10 with Kyler Murray. Ooh, what about Arizona? Where he where Garoppolo starts first eight, nine weeks before Kyler's ready buys you even more time yeah. with Kyler if he's not quite ready. Garoppolo gets to show it off. Then he gets to remain as the backup. It's a one year deal. Everybody knows it's a one year deal, but he t- he takes the first eight, nine games, whatever it is, shows what he can do. There's positives there. Some team maybe at that point says, okay. We're going to jump on that after the year. He's going to end up being, he showed us enough. We're going to do it. I think football-wise, it could work. I think money-wise, it doesn't work. It's yeah, not money, a match. that's because the tricky part. Look at it this way. And let me just go football-wise this way. You're six and four. You're, give me a record. You're five and three. Mm-hmm. You're playing well. Garoppolo's doing fine, but there's a higher level yeah, to achieve. Yeah, it's San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Kyler fine. Murray's ready. What are you going to do? You're yeah. sticking him in the hole there and getting rid of Garoppolo, giving him the hook and saying, that's enough, Jimmy. Good job. He's not that kind of guy. He's Browns not that kind of quarterback at this point of his career. Browns did it with Brissett. But Brissett is that kind of quarterback right now. He was the understudy or whatever but he was. Jimmy that kind of quarterback now, though? I think he still fancies himself as more of a franchise type. Not the franchise, but a franchise. The, the NFL will tell you what kind of quarterback you are. Yeah, true. And I think the NFL spoke volumes to Garoppolo this last offseason. Because he was hurt. Yeah. Because he wasn't healthy enough to demonstrate that he could get out there. I think if he was healthy in March, I think Jimmy Garoppolo was on another team last year. I think he would have been on another team, and I think he would have confirmed that he's not that guy. Maybe. Maybe. I think Jimmy is absolutely right now in the Jacoby Brissett category. Okay, spin the wheel again, because you haven't gone to the other team in... All right, let's go to it. The New Jersey Jets. The New Jersey Jets. No, they have not changed their name, ladies and gentlemen. There are listeners out there thinking, have they? Have I missed a memo on the Jets? This might as well be the big onion because there are some layers to unpeel. Aren't there always everywhere? But, yes, they have some big ones. All right, so it's year three for Zach Wilson. You don't have to unpeel many onions in Kansas City. That's true. Damn, they're Philly. Well, they need a new backup because... Semi Texans. Oh, Chad Henney is retiring. Let's give it up. Let's give yes. the ovation to Chad Henney. Finally, Thank you. the Henney nightmare is over. Brady and Henney in the same year. It's like <laughs> it's like football Christmas over here at Energy Stadium. Henny's like, okay. darn it, I got to go into Canton with Brady. Right. You're not going to. Canton. We're avoiding it. When he comes here, here's the with each team. It comes down to all right. There's a question. Like with San Francisco, the question is who's healthy enough to be the quarterback. Yeah, we know the question with the New Jersey Jets is will Aaron Rodgers come out of the dark and want to continue to play football? Yeah. Because if so, I don't think he goes back to Green Bay. 
Did you see NFL memes? Oh no! With the Valentines. <laughs> no, oh my gosh! No. It was so oh, no. clever, and they had no. one with. No. It was dark, and you're like, "Wait, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers." It's in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> so I forget what the caption was, but you got to go see NFL memes on uh, oh, Instagram. The gosh, so fun! I mean, that is really laugh out loud stuff. They do a tremendous job. Yeah. Some of it was kind of nasty today for the Valentines, but it was mm. good. It was good. You had to be there. Okay, yeah. so. Uh, do you think he's going to play? Yes or no? I mean, it's just an opinion question right now. Do you think he plays? I think he plays. I think he plays. I think, I think he, he plays. plays. I think he comes out of the dark and he's like, I want to play. And he tells the Packers he wants a trade. Yeah. And look, they are not going to go into the season saying, Zach Wilson's our guy. There's no chance, right? Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson no could get a chance in his career somewhere. Maybe it's even there. Right. But if they have a chance to go get Aaron Rodgers, they're going to. Go get Aaron Rodgers right. and then see how it goes in the AFC East. Correct. So you're going you're saying Aaron Rodgers. All yeah. right. So I'll ask you this either or. You're Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Now we know the Jets have been the been building for this moment. Yeah. They thought Zach Wilson was going to be the guy. They thought they would already be there. But they feel like they're a quarterback away. They've got the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. We've got Brees Hall coming back, who's also a rookie. You plop Aaron Rodgers in there. Away you go. Now, what you have to give up for him, who's to say? If you're Aaron Rodgers, do you want to go to either the New Jersey Jets or the Las Vegas Raiders? All right, I'll have that answer for you next. We'll give away an HEB gift card as well. And I want to do a quickie on the position groups with the Texans in these next several shows. And let's do a little receiver work today. It's Texans Radio. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you, Texans Radio. Okay, HEB gift card giveaway. Tonight's version is we were talking about Derek Carr and we were talking about what's his name? Jake Kaner from Jake Hayner, Fresno State from Fresno State. Mm-hmm. All right. So since Fresno State was on the brain and the cars were on the brain, let's do David Carr. First ever draft choice yes. in the college draft for the Houston mm-hmm. Texans. Played a year with D'Amico in 06, actually. Yeah. David Carr's hometown. It's in California. What is it? Ooh. Get it right first Ooh. on the tweet that promoted tonight's show. So reply first correctly. And you can win the HEB $100 gift card. And if there's a dispute, sometimes I give away another one like I did last night. So that was that. nice. You gave away two? I gave oh, away two. Oh, because there, there was a dispute? Well, it wasn't. It's a long story. Anyway, HEB gift card up for grabs. $100 gift card. You can get a lot of nice stuff for that. All right. The either or, Aaron Rodgers, would he want to go to the Raiders or the, the New Jets. Jersey Jets? Pros with the Raiders. Josh McDaniels is still calling ball plays, and that dude's mm-hmm. been very successful doing that. He's got Devontae Adams there. Now, I don't know what happens with Waller and Renfro. I don't know. But the offensive line is okay, but you got Devontae Adams. You're back together. You're in Las Vegas. Wow. Now, you are in the AFC West, so you got to battle with Mahomes twice a year, and you got to battle with Herbert twice a year. Or do you want to go to the New Jersey Jets, where you do have to bang heads with Josh Allen twice a year, and maybe to a Tonga Vailoa, and of course the venerable Mac Jones twice a year. Mm-hmm. You've got some talent, a receiver, Gary Wilson. You still got Elijah Moore there. Wherever Rodgers goes, he's probably going to bring in. I would imagine somebody with some receivers going to want to go out there and play for them. Yep. Jets or Raiders? Aaron Rodgers in 2023. I kind of like the Raiders to reunite with Devontae Adams, and Rodgers can go out into the desert and hibernate, meditate, mm-hmm. do whatever he likes to do, go to a cave, isolate himself during the week. Vegas doesn't seem like his kind of town. 
but maybe just out of town he finds some peace. I mean, mm-hmm. you could basically create your own reality there with all the money yeah, he true. has. Uh, I would say Vegas. I would say Vegas. And, and I don't think it's I don't think it's a, a slam dunk at all. I think it's very close. Let me throw a third team in there. Okay. There's a team we've already talked about. He's from Chi- Oh no. He's Where from Chico, from? California. Okay. I had to think about what our trivia question was. It's Dar- it's David Carr that we're looking for. Yeah. Not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers from Chico, California. He grew up a San Francisco 49er fan. Ooh. Do they have the money to pull that off? That's the key. That's the key. Here's where here's mm. where you play mm. salary cap gymnastics. Because okay. how do you solve a problem in which you don't know whether Trey Lance is going to be there? You're not sure about Brock Purdy's future. You buy time. And how do you buy time with one of the greats of all time going back home to San Francisco and playing for the 49ers in that offense with that talent? Two I think, questions. One, how much money is it going to cost? And two, how much draft capital will the 49ers have to give all, up First of all, if that's it? pull-offable, which is my word, right. pull-offable, he would do it, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's pull-offable in, in San Francisco for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And picks are one of them. Also, uh, I kind of like the Raiders, like I said. Nathaniel Hackett being in New York, New Jersey, mm-hmm. what kind of factor will that be Correct. in the Rodgers decision or ultimate outcome and how badly will the Jets feel about the acquisition of Nathaniel Hackett if Rodgers ultimately <laughs> doesn't come to- <laughs> we only got you to get Aaron Rodgers here That's now what brutal That's brutal but baby LaFleur found a job with the Rams yeah he can't go he's to the Rams he's cleansing himself in the waters of the- Sean McVay, and yes. he'll get his career McVay going. Bay. I'm very happy for Baby Lafleur yes. McVay that gig. When's Stafford ready? Yeah, and is that going to be an issue? I don't know. I'll tell you. I've saw a couple of power rankings, um, and they have the Rams in the top seven or top eight. Those people are believing that Stafford's coming back and coming back healthy. Okay, but man, you talk about selling your soul to win a Super Bowl. Holy smokes. Yeah, they did. But look, they won a Super Bowl. And they, they went to another. F them picks. They got the Super Bowl trophy. They got the Lombardi trophy. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, Good for them. It was a nice Air- Airbnb they stayed in. Yeah. I'm w- but they got no house. I'm except for their draft house, which God only knows where that'll be this year. I'm wondering year. if they can get it going again. That's going to be a real challenge for them. Yeah. With their especially, lack of draft capital and everything. Especially if McVay has been thinking about moving away from coaching and he's one foot out the door that that's going to be if you're if you were mentally not there and you made some changes and you think okay now he turned it around in a couple of days when the rumor came out and within a week he was he had to. no no i'm back in no he had to but how much is his mind going to be do i want to go through this again because we talk about this all the time and we can talk about it but until you experience it the grind of an nfl coach is a different kind it is a different animal altogether. Um, I mean, it's 28, 8, 395 a year. Right. I mean, it's the, all the time. The light work days are this time of year. And right. they're working solid. Right. Solid right now. We Absolute. see it. Yes. They are working solid. So it's not like, oh, uh, you and I have this, right. right? Oh, well, you got a lot of free time now. I'm thinking, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm doing budget time. And two-year plans and all this other stuff. You let me I'm know. not complaining about it. I'll it's tell you just... what we get in the offseason. We get Saturday and Sunday yeah, most no. of the time. Yeah, that's no, Not that's all the factor. time, most of the time. That's During a big, the week? Yeah. 
Having the weekends is a big factor, though. Yeah. For me and Vanderkid, and you know, we yeah. go by the water and, and stuff. Th- those are huge. And, and the coaches will take a day or two over a weekend, you know, every so often. Yeah. But there comes a time when you're getting ready for the draft. It's, you know, I, th- I think a head a coach. A good day is seven to seven. A lot of coaches, and I'm sure Nick's like this, too, a lot of GMs. On a Saturday, you know, they spend some time with the kids, and they're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, time to start working on winning. <laughs> so I'm going in for a few hours, dear. You well, know, that's how they live their lives. Here's the other aspect of this. You you do you you love having that time with your kids. You love being able to go to a brunch or love and then you go, Well, wait a second. If we don't win, I don't have this. Yeah. I don't get this. So I better go find a way to win. So and I mean I think it's like that for for coaches and, and GMs a lot. It's like, man, I, I enjoy my lot in life. I like where I live. I like the restaurants around me. I like how my, my family loves the school. Well, to keep that going, you gotta you gotta win. So I think Aaron Rodgers, San Francisco becomes interesting. I just don't think they can pull. I think you're right. Pull off a bull is a, is a good one. I am going to say, I'm going to say the Jets. Gonna I'm going to I'm gonna say the Jets. Mm-hmm. Hackett gets in his ear, says, hey, man, you, the offensive transition is going to be solid. We'll make it work. As opposed to if he goes to, he goes to Las Vegas, he's got to learn a whole new system, go through that. I don't think he wants to do that. I think he wants to go to something he's relatively familiar with. And that that will help him go into New Jersey, and he's right there. And if he's right there in New York, and then we go up and face Aaron Rodgers in the New York. Oh, Jets that's right. We're going this there. year. That's right. Mm. How about that? I like playing I the Jets. I would hate that because we don't beat that guy. We've beaten that guy one time, 2008. Yeah. It's the first time I played him. After that, he's just 12, 16, 20, dealing. I don't like seeing that guy. I'd rather he retire because it's only been three times, but that guy crushes us. Yeah, I know. He, he destroys he, us. He feels different now than he than he's been, though. And in 2016, I don't know, man. I, I think pff- the Texans played defensively well enough they to did. slow him down in 2016. Couldn't score. Scored one touchdown. Ryan but in Griffin. the but in the end, when it was uh, 14-6 or 14-9, whatever it was, yeah. and we were in the game, what does he do? Drops a bomb to Jordy Nelson, mm-hmm. and I mean a just beautiful throw to Jordy Nelson. Yeah, and he makes the throws at the game. moment of truth, yeah. and that's what the great quarterbacks do. He scrambled. I mean, his hamstring, he was limping the last 10 yards on a scramble for a first down against us. Yeah. Again, the great ones, like Mahomes yeah. and the Super Bowl and playoffs and all throughout. Yes. Um, uh, quickly on receivers here. And okay. we'll spend more time on this on another show. Because okay. I, I want to do it justice. But, uh, look, I don't know what's going to happen with Brandon Cooks. We all know what happened Correct. during the season. I don't know what's going to happen this offseason. season. I almost want to put him over here on a separate shelf, if you will, and mm-hmm. just evaluate that right. situation later because we really don't know. Exactly. I'm right. more I'm not more concerned necessarily, but I am very interested in year three of Nico Collins. He got hurt. You know he Boom. wanted to be out there. We saw him working hard, Johnny, trying yep. to rehab, trying to get out there. He just couldn't do it. So I want to see him in twenty twenty three. And I want to see how they use him, mm-hmm. how reported offensive coordinator has not been announced yet, but it's been reported. <laughs> Bobby Slowick decides yeah. to use Nico Collins because I think he's a jump ball, box out kind of player who can be a great red zone threat and do a bunch of other great things for you within the framework of whatever system they're going to run. But I'm eager to see that in year three of his career. Okay, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you some numbers. Okay. 14, 8. 10 and 7. 14 games played in 2021. Eight starts. 2022, the 10 games, seven starts. He must stay 
healthy. Yeah. Yeah. He must stay healthy. Now, I think he can be a guy that develops into more than just a red zone dominator. I think he can be that guy that you go to like they did in Jacksonville, third down. He's one-on-one against Tyson Campbell, and he just mosses him. I mean, he makes a tremendous catch over his head. And as I was walking off the field with Nico, I was like, that was a sick catch. And he goes, he goes, was it cool? I was like, oh, no. When you see it, it's cool. So he's, he's got that in him. He's got to stay healthy. I mean, it goes without saying, to me, two huge X factors for this team in 2023. Huge. Does Nico Collins stay healthy? Does John Grenard stay healthy? Okay. Those two guys have developed enough to show us and, and tantalize us with that ability. But then, dang it, they're hurt. So yeah. I know you can't get everybody for, for 17 games every I, I get that. But you got to have more than eight games started, seven games started. you got to have more than that. you got to be the bona fides. They're you got to do that. Yeah, it's kind of like the quarterbacks that we talked about who have a history of not being able to finish a season or right. play the whole season. That's these players at their particular position. And I'm curious about Mechie, of course, yep. and do they draft a guy. All right, in the next segment, Bun B, what did he have to say? Talk about a gear shift. Yeah. What did he have to say about the hiring of D'Amico Ryans, among other things? That's coming up here on Texans Radio. Okay, it's episode two of season 12 of Texans Radio. All right, I'm not going to slate every show like that this season or any season, I promise. But it's fun to say every once in a while. Also, very much fun, D'Amico Ryan's being named head coach of this football team. And here's some audio we did not get a chance to play on these airwaves because we just started up again this week following the Super Bowl. But during the D'Amico Ryan's press conference excitement, Bun B was in the house. He's going to be at the rodeo. DP Sidhu caught up with him two minutes with a Texan. He's a Texan. Come on. And he was thrilled that D'Amico is coach of this football team. It's so good to see him come back home, to have him back in this building the right way as a head coach with time to put together the team that we know the city deserves. I mean, we're practically almost there, to be honest. We've played some really great teams this year. We took Kansas City far. You know what I'm saying? We, we are capable of winning a Super Bowl. And I think we're literally maybe a quarterback away from it at this point. It's so amazing for D'Amico to be back here with friends and family, for his wife to be back home, to see the former guys. I know Dre is excited to have him here, and we are too. It's a beautiful day in Houston. I mean, he was one of the top coaching candidates in this cycle now. So to see him come here saying that he's just a step away, what sort of coach do you think he is? And what sort of effect do you think he's going to have on the players, just being a former player himself? Well, his energy is infectious, right? So, you know, when he comes in and he's excited about what we need to do, and these guys are going to be very easily motivated by Coach D'Amico, a guy that's been in the trenches in the way that they're going to have to be in the trenches. He's done the hard work. He's got the respect of players and coaches all across the board. And, you know, he doesn't have to leave home anymore. He's here. He's got at least six years, but I love it if this first contract was, you know, just for the last contract. Just keep him here forever. Just keep extending it, right? I love it. All right, so when he was a player here, you obviously are well-connected in the community. Yeah. What do you remember most about D'Amico? Oh, man, that speech after winning that first playoff, oh, yes. you're getting, getting that playoff clinched, you know. And, and like I said, his energy is so infectious. He's, he was the heart of the team then. He'll be the heart and soul of the team now. All right, Ben, love seeing you here. And good luck at the rodeo next month. Can't wait to see you again. Thank you. Hopefully we'll have D'Amico come out and talk to the people maybe. <laughs>
Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. DP City with Bun B at the D'Amico Ryan's press conference. While we're in reaction mode, what about Brian Cushing, fellow linebacker? What was his reaction? DP caught up with him. Joining me now, Brian Cushing. Haven't talked to him in a few years. Father of three now. I think the first time I interviewed you, you just had the one. Yeah. And so now you're a seasoned dad, and you're back here to see D'Amico Ryan's as head coach. It seems so full circle, doesn't it? It does. Uh, pretty, pretty surreal. You know, as I was talking about previously, it was a guy that we always knew would be a head coach eventually. But just to be able to come back here is uh, is, is crazy, but so well deserved. I was watching a mic'd up of him with you. You were a rookie. He was sort of coaching you up on the field, and he said, "You're not a rookie." And you said, I'm not a rookie. It was week three of your rookie season, and he talked about how much he expected of you, and he talked about how you were like a little brother to him. Yeah. He mentioned you in the press conference as well. Tell us a little bit about your relationship with, with D'Amico. Just an incredible friend, someone that I was so fortunate enough to play with, but also be a rookie when he was a little bit older as well. I couldn't have asked for a better guy to come in and mentor me. The amount that he helped would not be able to explain. Just a, a great friend and has been you know, since the day I've met him. Someone I love playing with, you know, someone I love still staying in communication with, and just, you know, very, very lucky and, and blessed to be able to have the opportunity to play with him. Can't even tell you how much he's done for me as a player, as a person, and just overall. Great friend, always has been, always will be. He talks a lot about not having an ego in the draft room. I mean, is that sort of what made him such a good leader in the locker room? You've been around a lot of veteran players, but we're, what really separated him from some of the rest? Yeah, unselfishness, right? Yeah, and with him, it was always about what's best for the team. Uh, he talks it, and like you know, Nick had talked about, he, that's genuinely him. The overall well-being of the team and uh, what's best for them is what, what's always the most important to him. Did you know that he was going to be a head coach someday? Was that, a, or is this sort of a surprise seeing his career evolve? No, he. We knew he'd be a head coach. Okay. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Just, just playing with him, and he loved coaching when he was playing. Right? It was, it was one of those deals. If you had a question, that's the guy to ask. Whether it was about football, whether it was about life outside of football, whether it was about the NFLPA, there was one guy to ask in the locker room. Um, so we knew that it would be his career once he was done playing and, and something that he just has transitioned to into so well. All right, he's got three kids, you've got three kids. You were a coach on the staff here briefly. Does it ever sort of give you that inkling to sort of come back, get back into coaching again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, when I was done, I was, I was kind of taking some time off and uh, it was tough, you know, NFL was, was tough. I hadn't seen my family that much and kind of considered myself to be done, you know, but when, when this guy's name started popping up and then came back here, you know, that's one guy that makes you reconsider a lot. So uh, you never know. You never know. Love to see it. Cush, thanks so much for the time. Of course. Thank you for having me. DP City with Brian Cushing at the D'Amico Ryan's press conference. Okay, that's going to do it for the show. If you missed out on the gift card, the answer was Bakerfield. That's where the Carr family is from. That's where David grew up, and that really was the specific question. Nick Casario joins us tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. You don't want to be late for that. John McClain on Thursday at 6. Andre Ware will join us on Friday. Let's have some fun. Have a great night. Thank you, Chris, for producing. Thank you, Johnny. Go Texans!